Hello, and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is still true and directly relevant in our lives. If you would like to know more on what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. We live in a time where almost everything that someone wants or needs is truly at their fingertips. Some call it the fast food generation. Order now, get it now. And depending on where you live, having to wait very long for something indeed seems almost non-existent. Many have allowed themselves to be conditioned in this mindset and let it flow over into their attaining knowledge and wisdom from the scriptures. And just as those who left Egypt had to get their manna every morning, we need to do the same with our spiritual food. We can't expect yesterday's food to last into today or even tomorrow. So we need to be diligent in spending adequate time in the Word every day. It seems that everyone wants a quick lesson or a scripture to answer a topic, though there may be times that a quick answer might work. The reality is that more often than not, we need to dig into the scriptures and take our time to examine the word like the Bereans did with Paul. Compare Acts chapter 17. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. It says that they examined the scriptures every day. That takes diligence. That takes effort. That takes time. Time is the one commodity that everyone is given the same amount of. What do you do with this commodity? What do you invest it into? What do you squander it off with? Do you invest it into digging into the scriptures? When we settle for a quick answer to our questions, it's very possible that we could be accepting things that are not in alignment with the scriptures. It may sound good and seem to fit. However, not everything is as it appears. Taking things at face value can work sometimes. However, letting that be your general rule of thumb can be very dangerous. There are some things that just need more explanation than others. The question is, are you willing to dig for those explanations? Is it easier to do all that digging? Of course not. But is it worth it? Yes. Ask yourself, do I have a fast food mentality towards the Word of God? The first expected response that almost everyone has is, of course not. But ask most anyone today if they lead a busy life, and they'll tell you, yes. But it's hard for many to confess that they allow that busyness to flood over into their walk with the Lord. Yet, when it does, it's very easy to fall prey to accepting that fast food spirituality. It's so much easier to take what someone else has prepared instead of doing the preparation for yourself, right? As long as it tastes good, that's all that matters. Or does it? Most everyone believes that God's word does not contradict itself, and rightfully so. So, 
One way to find out if we have accepted a fast food mentality towards God's Word is to see if we have a belief that opposes any scripture. Since His Word has no contradictions, we need to be honest with ourselves and see if what we believe stands with His Word. All of it. I say all of it because it's pretty easy to have a belief that is founded on one verse or have a set understanding on a particular topic of verses. But what if that belief or understanding opposes other verses? What then? We know that God is not the author of confusion, as mentioned in 1 Corinthians 14. So, if there is any contradiction, it has to be with our personal understanding of what the Word says and not within the Word itself. For example, there are many today that say the law of God has been done away with because of what Yeshua did on the cross. But then we have Isaiah telling us that God's Word stands forever. Isaiah chapter 40, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God stands forever. This is the very verse that Peter quotes from. Consider, for all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So the question is this, does God's word really stand forever? If you believe this to be true, then any interpretation of any verse that supposedly claims that God's law is done away with must be misinterpreted. For example, do you believe Matthew 4.4 is still applicable today as it was when Yeshua said it? Compare. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We believe the words that Yeshua said are still true today as they were when He said them. Do you? If so, then you can't believe the law was done away with, simply because He said every word that comes from the mouth of God. Not some, not most, not the ones that were separate from the law. Every word. Every word, just as it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 as well. 2 Timothy chapter 3, all scripture is God-breathed. Again, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All Scripture, not some of it, not most of it, not the parts that were separate from the law. All Scripture. Do you believe that? Look again at what it says all Scripture is for, teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture. That includes the law. There are many who believe there is a distinction in what was required under the law versus what was given in the New Testament, particularly in regards to things noted in Scripture by Yeshua, Paul, and the Jerusalem Council. We understand where they are coming from. We ourselves were there not too long ago. There is much to be considered in all of this, though. Thus, you can't just accept a quick answer in these things. All of God's Word is eternal. Thus, we are to follow all that we can when we can. If we say this part no longer applies, 
then God's word does not stand forever. Yet, we know that Peter quoted Isaiah in saying that it does indeed stand forever. We don't wish to argue with anyone. We simply ask everyone to look deeper into what they believe. Many refer to the words of Yeshua in the Sermon on the Mount, which go like, You have heard it said, but I say unto you. They then proceeded to say that Yeshua superseded and replaced such commands with these statements. At first glance, it can indeed seem this way, but a little more digging and we see something totally different. We must remember that Yeshua did not say, It is written, but I say unto you. He clearly said, You have heard that it was said, but I say unto you. What does this mean to us? It tells us that Yeshua was not opposing the written word. It shows that he was opposing what was taught or preached. This is a big difference. It actually parallels how Yeshua opposed what the Pharisees taught. We must remember that the Pharisees were all about doing, especially their own traditions as mentioned in Mark chapter 7. They were focused on the external, but forgot the internal. What is the greatest command as given by Yeshua? Of course, Matthew 22. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. My point is this. You may show you love someone to their face, but what if you hate them in your heart? Then you don't really love them, right? It's the heart that matters. The same applies to the greatest commandment as well. Remember, the greatest commandment says we are to love God with our heart, soul, and mind. We may not commit adultery in the physical, but what about what we dwell on? Are we obeying in our heart and mind? Thus, the greatest command is to love in all these ways. Yeshua came and was setting the record straight in how we are to truly obey, not just in the physical, but in our heart and mind as well. Whenever Yeshua says, you've heard that it was said, or something like that, he is referring to what was preached, even if it was preached from the Word. But he was addressing what was said about the Word and not the Word itself. He was not addressing what was written. That which was written is from Yahweh, and it is eternal. In most all of the Sermon on the Mount, we see Yeshua discoursing on what was preached and not on the Word itself. This is why he says towards the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. How can he say this, but then turn right around and change in the same discourse? How can that make any sense? We believe that all scripture is eternal and cannot contradict. Otherwise, it does not stand forever. This shows our need for digging and not just accepting something because it may sound good at first. It may be easier 
and more convenient. But we must be cautious. We must be diligent in digging into the Word of God and not let a fast food mentality creep into our spiritual walk. Don't allow the fast-paced world that we live in get you to accept spiritual fast food. 2 Timothy chapter 2 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth. We hope you've enjoyed this message. Remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. The Apostle Paul, a proclaimed Pharisee turned champion of the faith, writing 13 letters which would later become the pillars of Christian doctrine. Millions today use Paul to teach the changing of the law of God, despite the fact that other scriptures declare something quite contrary to the common interpretations of his writings. King David tells us that the law of God is freedom. But many believe Paul said the law of God is slavery. But Paul also said that we should follow the law of God. And he said that he delights in the law of God. But he also said that we are not under the law. This may be completely new to you. You may have never considered any of this. Welcome to The Pauline Paradox, a modern theological reality in which many turn a blind eye. We confront this paradox head-on and seek, once and for all, to understand the true Hebraic context in which his words were originally authored, to bring reconciliation to his words, regardless of the depth of this challenge. We discover that Paul stated that he followed the whole law of God and even taught the law of God. We show how Peter, a person who knew Paul better than any today, warned us of how Paul's writings regarding the law were difficult to understand and how his words are misunderstood easily. If one did not know the Old Testament well enough even 2,000 years ago, Peter warned that misunderstanding Paul would cause one to break the law of God in ignorance. We find that even in the first century, Paul was constantly falsely accused of not keeping the law of God. We even see James defending Paul, proving that Paul kept and taught the law of God. This is all in the Bible. One of the keys to unlocking the context of Paul's letters is to have a proper understanding of the debates of the first century. In this series, we will cross-reference several passages to reveal the ongoing dialogue which occurred between the parties involved. We show how Paul was constantly accused of not teaching the whole law of God, and when he was confronted with such accusations, he always claimed to follow and teach the whole law of God even to the point of paying for sacrifices at the temple to prove such accusations to be false. Does this all sound too crazy to be true? We implore you to test everything, to challenge your faith and seek truth, not tradition. The first teaching in the Pauline Paradox series is titled, Is the Majority Ever Wrong? We address the first mental barrier, which is a misplaced confidence in the self-professed doctrinal experts who claim to understand Paul's words. Then, in the teaching, the Paul you never knew 
we reveal words of Paul that many never see. The real Paul, the Paul that kept and taught the whole law of God. Following that, we detail in the teaching, why is Paul so difficult to understand? The root cause of why so many misunderstand Paul. This then leads us into the teaching, which law Paul? which to the surprise of many, exposes the fact that Paul was not always just talking about the law of God when he spoke of the law. In fact, Paul mentions at least seven laws. The law of God, the law of sin, the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life, the law of faith, the law of righteousness, the law of Christ. What are all these laws and how do they relate to one another? More importantly, how does it help us understand Paul's letters in respect to the law of God to help us avoid the error of the lawless that Peter warns us about in reading Paul's letters? It is in that that we then, verse by verse, dive deep into Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, and more to solve and reconcile the Pauline paradox once and for all. We make it available to you in one series so you can test all of this yourself to the unchanging Word of God. For more free information, including these free video teachings, please visit us at testeverything.net. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries, so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations. In a world of depressing headlines and uncertainty all around us, good news is very welcome. Many have heard of the death, burial and resurrection of our Messiah and that is most certainly good news but have you heard of all of the good news have you heard the whole gospel there is so much more good news have you heard the gospel of the kingdom or the eternal gospel or even the mystery of the gospel learn why our Messiah had to be resurrected and see the complete biblical picture that was always intended Prepare to be amazed and humbled by examining the gospel from the perspective of the whole Word of God. Prepare to take the gospel you have known, combine with the rest of the good news, and watch as the deeper purpose of our Creator's plan is unlocked in beautiful perfection. The time is now to experience the whole gospel and the joy of all of the good news. Watch What is the Gospel? from 119 Ministries are free online or order the two-disc DVD set at testeverything.net. For years, we've been told that Sunday is now the accepted day of the Lord. Ministers, pastors, teachers, all saying the same thing. But what if they were wrong? How can the fourth commandment be disregarded by millions every week? 
What scriptures are used for their defenses? If the Word of God truly stands forever, how can man's word dictate otherwise? What authorizes any man, church, or denomination to alter the Word of God? If the Sabbath was given to man, why should one ever think that God would take it away? Are you ready to confront your faith? Are you willing to let traditions fall? Learn what has been covered by centuries of man-made doctrines. Discover the truth as revealed in the scriptures of how the Sabbath is the sign between the Father and those who pursue after His ways. The Sabbath Day from 119 Ministries. One Nineteen Ministries is now available on Roku, Apple TV, Google TV, Xbox Live, and more. You can now access dozens of free video teachings straight from your home television in the comfort of your home. If you would like to learn more, please visit us at testeverything.net.